Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. To bring, he has to bring you out, to bring you into something. He has to take you away from the company you keep to take you into something else. And don't be, don't be shocked or amazed if God has people to go away from you. If you can't go away, sometimes he'll have them to go away from you in order for you to become who you must be in these end times. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, I want to welcome everybody here today in the congregation and welcome also our online community that are gathering from all around the world. We celebrate you and we thank you for joining us today. Kingdom Rock, let's put your hands together for our online community. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Bless you guys so very much. Well, I want to start today's uh, service really by challenging you in your giving. I felt like I received that from the Lord to challenge you in your giving. If you've never given into the ministry before, then now is the time to do it. Let me challenge you to move forward. Increase your giving and increase your income. Increase your giving and increase your income. Your tithe belongs in your local church where you are being covered and prayed for and where people are there to influence you and to help you. If you don't have a local church, then of course, you're welcome to tithe here. You're welcome to give here. But if you do have a local church, let your tithe go to your local church where God has sent you. You can also send your offering. If you're, if you're a member there in another church, you can send an offering here to support the work of the ministry. We love you guys so very much. And so I just want to, before we get started, just challenge you in your giving, challenge you to move forward. Amen? Amen. Amen. You can go to our website at kingdomrock.org. Click on the giving button there, and you can give there, and you'll feel so much better when you do. Thank you so much for being a blessing. Amen. Well, today we're going to go into the very next part of the series. Of this series entitled, Releasing Your Potential. Releasing Your Potential. You know, I am just so minded of eternity now. And the things that we do now will affect our eternity. What you do now affects your eternity. And we do know through scripture that once we die, the Lord so tarries. Once we die and we're in the, the hereafter with him, we'll still remember. We'll still have our memories. And we'll remember how we were and what we did in this time. And one thing I don't want to do throughout eternity, and I know we won't, but I don't want to have any form of regret. I don't want to miss opportunities to drag people out of the, out of the line to hell, so to speak. I don't want to miss an opportunity to bring the Father glory. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. So this is on my heart today. Let's go, in the, let's go on with the series. 
There are uh, a few scriptures that have been our root scriptures for the series, and we're going to continue to say them until we're done with the series. Let's go to Proverbs 28. Proverbs 28, verse number one says, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as lions. Say with me, I am bold as a lion. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which gives me strength. Say with me, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, now thanks, rather, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest his savor in his knowledge by us in every place. Say with me, God always causes me to triumph, to win in Christ Jesus. Oh, that's a true statement. He always causes you to win. That has to be our confession. He always causes me to win no matter how it looks, no matter what it seems like. I will win in Christ Jesus. Amen. I will triumph in Christ. In our prayer, of course, in Psalm 90, verse number 12, it says, So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Teach us to number our days. And I really believe the Lord is manifesting that in my life. I don't want to waste another moment. Not one other moment. Now, as we begin today, let me ask you some questions. Who would you say are the, you can make note of if you want to, or just mentally think about it. Who are your five closest friends? Five closest friends. If you say, well, I don't really have any friends, people I would call friends. Well, who would be your five, who would be the five biggest influencers in your life? In short, who do you hang with? Who do you spend time with? Or who do you admire? Who do you admire? Well, like it or not, when you, like it, like it or not, um, their patterns, their behaviors are being formed on the inside of you. And if left to the natural order of things, you become like them. You will become like them. It's a part of our DNA. In fact, we were created and designed by God to originate and imitate behaviors. We were created and designed by God to originate and imitate behaviors. It's a part of who we are. Science has discovered this to be true as well. They've discovered something in the brain called mirror neurons. Can you say mirror neurons? You can search it out if you want to. You can Google it if you want to. Search for mirror neurons. And basically what these are, these neurons help us to learn by observation. We learn skills, behaviors, and attitudes by simply observing others. They play a major, major role in passing down knowledge from one generation to the next. They can also manifest as involuntary responses to external stimuli. It's something we do without even thinking about it. Let's put that to the test.
Those of you that are listening by audio, what am I doing? I'm giving the congregation a big smile. And what are they doing? They are mirroring what I just did. Now, none of them thought, well, you know what? I'm going to make myself smile because he's smiling. No, we see and we do. The same would be true if I were to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if I were to laugh, you may even just chuckle a little bit yourself. When you see someone have a good time, it makes you feel good. You wear what they are doing on the outside and will also feel some of what they feel on the inside. The same would go for if, if you saw someone fearful, you may wonder what's going on. Saw someone worry, you may also saw someone angry. What you observe, what you observe through your eye gates triggers responses, involuntary responses on the inside of you. It's like we can experience a bit of their joy. You can experience a bit of their pain by simply looking at them. We learn by observation. How often have we reacted to things in the movies? Run, girl! You better run! Now, the monster's not chasing us. We're sitting at home on the couch. But yet and still, we feel. We feel afraid because of what's going on with her. In sporting events, your team gets a touchdown. You start shouting. You're not on the field. You're not going to get the uh, ring. But you feel what they feel by simply looking at them. You see someone in a hopeless situation on the side of the road. <sighs> we feel for them. We feel for them. Someone grieving over the loss of a loved one. You see them crying at a funeral service. You see them. You begin to weep. You feel their pain. It affects us externally and it also affects us internally. And these are not something that you have to command yourself to do. It's hardwired into us. We learn by observation. Now, the Father knows that he put this in us. But, and here comes a big but. The devil also knows that he put it in you too, that God put it in you. So he, will, he may place bad company in front of you so that you can mimic their behaviors too. So we have to be vigilant and watch out for bad company. Be aware of bad company. And that's what we've been talking about today, bad company. In order for you to release your full potential, you're going to have to be aware of the company that you keep. Now, here's a word. The Lord showed me this as, uh, as it relates to Joseph. 
Joseph was anointed of God, obviously. He was at home, and the Lord showed him dreams and visions of how his father and mother's brothers were going to bow down and worship him. But that wouldn't transpire while Joseph was still there among them. The Lord had to allow Joseph to be sold, to be put in the pit and sold into Egypt, and from pit to Potiphar's house and for him to observe the actions of Egypt, observe how things were happening. He couldn't do that at his daddy's house. From Potiphar's house, he had to observe how things were happening in the prison, and he rose. He rose to high esteem in the prison, observing, observing, observing. And when the time was ready, he would be promoted to the palace, to Pharaoh's personal servant to be second in command to in all of Egypt from the pit to the prison to the palace always observing and becoming more in every step he took sometime God has to take you away to bring he has to bring you out to bring you into something he has to take you away from the company you keep to take you into something else and don't be don't be shocked or amazed if God has people to go away from you. If you can't go away, sometimes he'll have them to go away from you in order for you to become who you must be in these end times. Listen to this in uh, 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 30 through 34, uh, the New Living Translation, it says this, and why should we ourselves risk our lives hour by hour for I swear dear brothers and sisters that I face death daily this is as certain as my pride in what Christ Jesus our Lord has done in you and what value was there in uh, fighting wild beasts those people of Ephesus if there will be no resurrection from the dead and if there is no resurrection, let's feast and eat, for tomorrow we die. Verse 33, don't be fooled by those who say such things, for, help me read, bad company corrupts good character. Verse 34, think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. For to your shame, I say that some of you don't know God at all. What an indictment. He said, don't allow bad company to corrupt your good manners, to, to corrupt your good characters, because it'll happen. You'll observe them, and then you start acting like them. Look at Proverbs, Proverbs 22. I love the word of God. It brings it down so clearly. Proverbs 22, verses 24 through 25. It says, don't befriend who? Angry people. Or associate, or associate with who? Hot-tempered people. Why? Or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. You'll learn to be like them. 
and it will endanger your soul. The Lord warns us about this in the last days as well. I want you to hear this very familiar scripture, 2 Timothy, the third chapter, verses 1 through 5. I'll read it. It says, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. What's the advice? Stay away from people like that. Now, does this mean that Jesus wants us to avoid the sinner and to avoid the ungodly? Does that mean that? Well, you know that answer. That answer is no. Because if we did, how would they ever see your light? If we just are a bunch of flashlights and we just hang around each other in the, in the flashlight room, we're all the lights and they're all in darkness out there. They could use a light, but we're just hovering around each other. And we have a big bright light over here, but they need the light out there. So there must be a way for us to be among them, but not take on their traits. After all, Jesus was known as a friend of sinners, right? They're in Matthew eleven nineteen, a friend of sinners. Let's look at this. Let's look at uh, Luke 5, Luke 5, verse 29 through 31. Luke 5, verse 29 through 31. Please hear this. It says, and Levi made a great feast in his own home, rather in his own house. And there was a great company of publicans and of others that sat down with him. But their scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, Why do ye eat and drink with publicans and sinners? Why does Jesus eat and drink with them? Doesn't he know that bad company will corrupt your good character? Isn't Jesus familiar with the word? Look at verse 31. And Jesus answering said unto them, they that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. Jesus said, I'm a doctor, man. I got to go where the people are sick. So there must be some way for us to be with them, but not become like them. There must be some way that Jesus was insulated from their wickedness and still could be who he was. Jesus gives us the example of a medical doctor. A medical doctor examines and treats, when they examine and treat someone, they take special care not to get infected themselves. When they're in surgery, they're wearing special clothing, special gear, 
masks and, and head and head equipment and gowns so that they don't get what you got. I guarantee you, if you have to go into the doctor's office and you're coughing that you, you say you may have COVID, I guarantee you they got something on. They're heavily insulated from you. They have a barrier between you and them. So Jesus is telling us, the word of God is telling us, we must go out. We must be the light. We must share the love of God. But what is the barrier that has to be between you and I? What is our suit, our special suit of protection that allows us to go in and out? What is our hazmat suit? How you doing? I'm here to share the word of God with you. Don't worry about it. I know you're coughing and all that. Don't worry about it. You got that spiritual disease on you, don't you? Well, I got this, um, this uh, inoculation thing I'm going to give you. All right, now you're clean. You like my Darth Vader sort of thing? Jesus gave us a way to be, he gave us a special suit that we can wear when we go forth and minister to and serve the ungodly, serve the sinner. He gave us a way that we can be there, but not let there be in us. You got what I'm saying? What's a special suit? And if you neglect your special suit, if you neglect it, well, you'll be coughing like them. Spiritually coughing like them. Are you here? Are you hearing? Are you hearing? Are you hearing? Let's go, John. John 17. Let's learn about this special insulation suit, this special suit that God gave us, that Jesus himself wore. John 17. Let's look at verses 16, 17, rather 16 through 19. John 17, 16 through 19 says this. Jesus talking to the Father, he says, They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Insulate them through your truth. Your word is truth. Set them apart with truth. Verse 18 says, as thou hast sent me into the world, insulated in my special truth suit, even so have I also sent them into the world with a special insulated truth suit. Verse 19, and for their sakes I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. If you neglect your word, if you neglect to study, you neglect to hear the word on a daily basis, your shields will be down. And their infectious, because it is infectious, their infectious attitudes and manners of life, anger and frustration and fear and wickedness will seep on into you. Why? Because of the thing called mirror neurons. You will learn by observation. You will become like them if you're not insulated from it. How many of you can see that today? So learn the word of God. Be full of God's word. You got to get full of God's word. 
Let the Holy Spirit transform you into becoming an influential person. That's what we need, an influential person. If they're going to imitate somebody, let them imitate you. Let them imitate you as you imitate Christ. Hallelujah. They're always late. You stand your ground and say, no, I'm going to be on time. They all have low credit scores. You say, no, I'm going to pay my bills on time. I'm going to originate the behavior. Not imitate it. I'm going to originate it. You're hanging around all the single ladies, all the single ladies. You're hanging around all of them. They're throwing their hands up. They're throwing their hands up. And they're doing all that stuff with whoever, wherever, whenever. But you say, no, I'm going to stand for God. I'm going to wait until my king comes, my prince comes. I'm going to keep myself. I will originate the behavior, not imitate that behavior. Are you hearing? But you can't do that if you're not founded in the word of God. If God is not your shield, if you're not insulated by God's word, if you don't know his word, you have nothing to stand on. Nothing to stand on at all. You have to insulate yourself with God's word, constantly reminding yourself what God said, because the tendency will be to act like them. The tendency. So make sure you keep good company. And don't be afraid to seek out new relationships. Let me tell you, if you're going to imitate good behavior, if you're going to be an imitator and you are an imitator or originator or an, an, imita an imitator, find someone worthy of imitating. If, if this is in me, God put this in me to learn by observation, then let me learn by observation. Let me find someone that has a passion for Jesus. I want to imitate that. <clears throat> Let me take it all in. Someone that has a heart for God. Let me take it all in. You can do that by new relationships, finding those individuals. Let God leading you, lead them to, lead you to them. You can find mentors through books or through maybe uh, tutorials. You can, you can grow wiser, grow smarter. Remember, if you, the, if you are the, always the smartest person in the room, you need to find another room. Because that means you're not growing. You're not increasing. That means your life is stagnant. I'm not going to hang around anybody. I don't want nobody to infect me. Mm -mm, I'm not going to hang around anybody. You'll never grow then. I'm not, I'm, mm-mm. You can gain, um, you can grow by reading. The first book you need to read is your Bible. There are other good books that God has called, of course, none better than the Bible, but there are other good Christian books to read that will help you. Other good relationships to have that will help you. But be careful. I warn you. When you go around them, you can't change them or influence them by being just like them. They won't have any respect for you. I told you about the story, and we're closing here, about the story 
of the young man who really respected his pastor in a local church, but he was having, this young man was having a drug problem. He was fighting it, fighting it, fighting it tooth and nail. He'd go to church every week. He'd go to church every week and just fighting it. He was just having a battle. And then on one particular day, he really was down and he really just gave into temptation. And so he said, I, I'm going back to the, the place. There was this old trailer that he would go to and, and he would used to do drugs there. And he pulled up at the trailer and he saw a car there in the parking lot. He said, that looked like my pastor car. No. Mm -mm. He goes inside and sees the pastor sitting on the sofa getting high. What did that do to him to see that? I'm trying to overcome and he's being overcome. At that point, he had to make a decision. Am I going to imitate him or am I going to imitate Christ? Because we understand that people are flawed. We have good days and we have bad days. All we can pray for is that we have more, abundantly more good than bad. I can't get nobody to talk to me in here. All of us are calling upon the Lord to save us even after we, are, we, even after we have been saved. God save me from me if we're in a place where we're no longer crying out God save me I wonder where in the world are, are you where in the world are you you can't be like the sinner by behaving like him therefore you're going to have to cry out to God and he will save you and you'll find the closer you get to the light the less and less power the darkness will have over you. That's what we're doing right now. We're chasing after the light. We're following after the light. We're pursuing the light, pursuing Christ with a vigilance. And as we're running after him, sometimes we will trip and fall while we're running. Just like on some of your favorite horror movies. Why she keep falling? Why somebody always got to fall? That's what we do. We're running hard. We are running hard after him. And sometimes we're going to fall. But here's the thing. The believer falls, but he gets up and runs on with a passion. Because the more you run on, the more you run on, you fall. The more you run on, you fall. The more you run on, the less and less you'll fall. And the faster and faster you run. Because we're pursuing Christ in everything that we do. We're pursuing Christ in everything that we do. So in your dealings, let me, let me close with this. In your dealings, as, you, as you're going about evaluating your friendships, your connections, your groups that you serve with, understand that there will be some that you're going to have to have your mask on, your spiritual mask and your suit on. And others, you can take your mask down. And you can receive from them. You have to know when to put your armor on. And when you can be vulnerable. And say I'm here to receive. I'm here to receive what you have. But know that whoever you receive from. Is flawed in some other. Some kind of way. The best you can hope for. 
is that regardless of flaws, they're pursuing Christ. Because if your leader is perfect, then you're messing with his game. Because you're not. If your church is perfect, then you might as well leave now. Because you're going to mess up the score. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? But if we are an imperfect people seeking a perfect God, the more we pursue him, the more we become like him. And we will eventually see that perfection that belongs to us. But let's not put people on a pedestal. There's only one that belongs on the, on the pedestal, on the throne, and his name is Jesus. Let's pursue those that are pursuing him. Let's get around those that are pursuing him. Find mentors that will help you to pursue after Christ. Find those mentors. Find them. Now, last I could say this, and we'll end here. This principle of pulling out to bring, bring you in is all throughout the word of God. The Lord pulled Joseph out. You know, he pulled Moses out. He pulled Abraham out. He pulled, of course, Paul out, Saul, who became Paul. He pulled him out. That's, that's all throughout the Bible. Of course, he pulled Jesus out. Brings you out to take you in so that you can bring others where you are. He pulls you out so he can take you in so that you can bring others where you are. One more time. He pulls you out so he can take you in so that you can bring others where you are. You cannot influence them by being like them. And you're not always going to live a perfect life. But the answer is not in your perfection. It's in his perfection. It's in you pursuing him. And in your pursuit of him, you will become like him. Never stop pursuing the light. Never stop pursuing your purpose. Never stop pursuing his presence. Never stop your pursuit of him. Because in your pursuit of him, finally, we become like him. Because when we see him, scripture says, we will be like him. He's our goal. He's my dream. I admire Jesus. I love the way he dealt with his enemies. I love the way he dealt with his friends. I love the way he deals with me. Who do you admire? Who do you admire? You need someone that you admire, of course, spiritually, the Lord Jesus, no one higher. You need others that you admire here in this life. Adam and Eve were together with God in the beginning. Adam was there by himself, but God said, you need, you need somebody else. A loving relationship with God is one, and it is primary, and it is main. But you will also need somebody with flesh, an example with flesh. If that were not so, then the Lord would not have created Eve. If that were not so, then the Lord would not have gathered more than one disciple. We got it. Just me and you. We don't need nobody else. No. No. There's someone else. Find that.
find that. Don't look for the car they drive, the house they live in. Don't look for their portfolio. Do they have a heart after Christ? Can you see Jesus? Mm, mm, mm. If you do, you've got a winner there. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, Lord, for what you've told us today, Lord, we pray that we will have wisdom and take heart. And Lord, that we will be aware of bad company and know when to mask up and know when we can let our guards down and receive. Lord, we pray today that we will not miss that one opportunity. And that when we go before the world, when we go before those who don't have you in their lives, that we will be insulated with the truth. And we can speak to them with truth and with love and share the light of Jesus. Oh, Father, it is our prayer that you'd use us for your glory. That your glory would shine about us, in us, and through us to effect a change in the world around us. And Father, when we make mistakes, when we sin, oh, Father, we pray that you'd restore us every single time. That you would wipe away the shame and the guilt and that we would always be united with you in proper fellowship, in oneness, in unity. Use us for your glory. Use us for your glory. Don't let us chicken out. Don't let us be fearful to share Jesus, to share Christ. But Lord, let us become pregnant with your word, with your love, with your way. Help us to see you, that we may be like you. That is our desire. We want to see Jesus so that we can be like Jesus. Love you so much. And my friend, those of you that are joining us in this very room and those of you that are joining us online, if you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, now is the time, this is the place, this is the moment. You know that the Bible declares that those who call upon the Lord, they're going to be saved. And when you come, he will not cast you out. He loves you with a passionate love, passionate love. And one day you'll know the fullness of that love. So if you want to make the Lord Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, then just pray this short prayer with me. It doesn't have to be exactly like this, but if you believe in your heart and confess in your mouth the Lord Jesus, the Bible says you will be saved. You will be. So let's go ahead and pray this prayer with me now. Just say, Father, I admit that I'm a sinner in need of a savior. I believe in Jesus, in his death, in his burial and resurrection, that he arose physically, bodily, and he is alive forevermore. I confess him as my Lord and as my savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, live in me, make me yours, and I'll serve you all the days of my life as you show me how. I repent of my sins and I turn to you and I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Well, my friends, if you just pray that prayer with me, I believe that you're now welcome into the family of God. So here's your next step. Once you go to our website at kingdomrock.org, that's kingdomrock.org, let us know of your decision. Click the contact button and let us know so that we can be praying with you. It's time now for you to be baptized in the name of the Lord and join a good Bible-believing local church. I need you to get connected and get plugged in. Pray like never before. Seek the face of God. Study your word and stay insulated in the promises of God, the truths of God's word. And one day I pray we'll see you and I'll be so glad to hug your neck. I sure will be. We love you and we will see you again next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.